Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our text for our meditation here this morning is recorded in the 15th chapter of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, beginning with the 21st verse. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and to throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. And even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us through your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. One of the most unusual things that happened to Jacob happened at the Jabbok River. It was the night before the Old Testament patriarch was to be reunited with his brother Esau. However, the thought of this reunion filled him with trepidation. For when last they met, Esau wanted to kill him for stealing the birthright. That same night, a stranger came to Jacob and wrestled with him until morning. At daybreak, the stranger asked Jacob to release him, but Jacob refused until he would grant him a blessing. For Jacob came to realize that he was wrestling with none other than the Almighty God himself. Let us then, with this in mind, ponder this theme, the struggle of faith. First, we shall see that God wants us to struggle with him. Now, just before our texts, Jesus had been preaching in Galilee. Now, he went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon, in what we would call modern-day Lebanon. This is one of the very few times in our Lord's life that he went beyond the borders of Israel. Here he met a Canaanite woman, one of the original pagan inhabitants of the Holy Land. Yet despite living in this land dominated by a heathen religion, she had come to believe in Jesus as her own cries testify. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. For through the reports about Jesus' teachings, she came to believe that he was the Lord of Israel and the promised Jewish Messiah who would come even to save all the nations from their sins. Now many assume that when one becomes a Christian, life should get easier. 
However, this clearly is not the case. But yet, following this logic, God should certainly have prospered this woman in every way, shape, and form. After all, she was a light in a land that was steeped in darkness. However, she had a terrible burden to bear. For her daughter was afflicted with demon possession. Thus she knew only too well that there can be no Christianity without the cross. For, these, for this reason, dear Christians, we should never delude ourselves into thinking that the Christian life will be a bed of roses. After all, St. Paul states, through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. Now when the Canaanite woman heard that Jesus was drawing near, her hope began to soar. She had heard that he healed all who came to him. So she was confident that he would do the very same thing for her daughter. So she went out to Jesus and cried out to him, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. However, Jesus did not answer her even one single word. Haven't we all had similar experiences? Haven't we gone to the Lord in prayer, cast our anxieties on him, only to feel like we are being totally and utterly ignored? It was indeed a dark night for the soul. Nevertheless, her afflictions had made her face strong. She persisted and continued to cry out after him. Finally, the Lord did answer her, but not as one would have expected. First he said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then he said, it is not right to take the children's bread and to throw it to the dogs. Luther aptly writes, these are some of the harshest words our Lord ever spoke in the entire recorded scriptures. Perhaps we too can recall seemingly cruel answers to our prayers from our Lord. For haven't we ever bowed before the Lord, prostrated ourselves before him in prayer, only to see our problems appear to be getting worse rather than better? Why does our Lord deal with us in this fashion? Can he help us without spiritually dislocating our hip socket as he had done to Jacob so long ago? Truth be told, we tend to forget about God when things are going well. We tend to think that we can forge our own path in this world as if we are the creators of our own little world. But it's then that we need crosses and afflictions to show us our finitude, our creatureliness before God, and our sin and need for the Savior. That is, we need crosses and afflictions to show us our dependence, our need for our dependence upon God, and also for the means of grace which alone can give us the strength to overcome all, of the, weather, all the storms of this life. What is more, brothers and sisters, 
crosses and afflictions. They purify us and they refine us like precious metals. For just as our physical muscles are unable to grow without rigorous exercise, so too our spiritual muscles will never grow without facing crosses and afflictions. Now we shall see that God also wants us to overcome him when our ends are righteous. If we are to learn how to overcome God, then we must look to the example of the Canaanite woman. The first thing we can learn from her is patience. For when she had the awful affliction of demon possession upon her household, she did not despair. She did not turn to other idols, no. She patiently accepted this affliction. Do we show the very same patient obedience towards God? Or do we curse God the very moment that he sends us an affliction on our lives? The example from our text shows that rather than complaining and despairing, we need to patiently accept God's will for us and boldly and audaciously say with Job, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The second strategy in a woman's battle plan was constant prayer. She threw herself at Jesus' feet. She begged for his mercy. She continued to cry after him. She persisted, even when he seemed to ignore her, and even more when he seemed to answer her harshly. Christians, rather than sitting and worrying, God calls us to come to him in continual prayer. He doesn't want us just to throw out a prayer here and there in a sea of despair. But he wants us to come to him daily in prayer without ceasing. He wants us to come to him even when it appears like he's not going to answer. For Jesus himself reminds us, Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. The third and most important weapon in her arsenal was God's word. For when the Lord said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, her faith was not crushed. Rather, she pleaded, Lord, help me. For she knew that she had done absolutely nothing to deserve his help. And still she clung to his mercy, clung to the mercy of the God-made flesh who became man for our salvation. For on a much greater cross she recognized that the Lord would come, that the God-man would come to reconcile all people with God himself by suffering the hell of being forsaken by God himself. Thus, when the Lord said, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs, she was empowered to agree with him and then boldly and audaciously say, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. When the Lord saw her wonderful and marvelous display of faith, a faith that was given to her by God through prayer, through trial, and ultimately through the means of grace, he said, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. 
The Lord will indeed be with us in every affliction. And he will always give us the strength to overcome. We also must remember that the Lord always knows what is best for us. Sometimes he may remove an affliction as soon as we cry out to him. At other times he may allow an affliction to persist because it is necessary for us. For just as St. Paul's thorn in the flesh was necessary for him, so too our thorn in the flesh might be necessary to keep us from becoming too proud and worldly-minded. And even when our Lord doesn't remove the thorn in the flesh, he promises to give us the power to resist it through the means of grace and the strength to overcome. For he will never tempt us to despair under the heavy load Rather, St. Paul states, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Brothers and sisters, fight the good fight of faith, and you will even overcome God himself. For our Lord will indeed come to us in the night and wrestle with us just as he wrestled with Father Jacob. But when crosses and afflictions come, know that patience... Prayer, and ultimately God's word, is our true ally and defense. Then as the first rays of the bright morning sun begins to shine, our Lord will allow us, too, to subdue him and even demand a blessing from him. Because we are told he works all things for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. And let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, grant us, we beseech you, by your Holy Spirit, that, we may, that he may strengthen our hearts and confirm our faith and hope in your grace and mercy, so that although we have reason to fear because of our conscience, our sin, and our unworthiness, we may nevertheless, with the women of Canaan, Hold fast to your grace, and in every trial and temptation, find you a present help and refuge through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen.